0: Late in, the federal opposition renews calls on the government to clarify indigenous voice to parliament. Anthony Albanese expected to make an announcement on nuclear submarines. And a man died in Townsville after 10 hours' siege by the police. Indigenous Australian spokesman Julian Lisa has told Sky News that the Albanese government needs to clarify the definition of aboriginality to determine who can sit on a voice to parliament. This is this is a matter for the government to, to clarify, um, and we've asked the government to provide uh, answers to that, as we've asked them to provide answers to uh, who's going to be chosen, how will they be chosen, what powers and functions will the body have. How will it help close the gap? These are the series of questions not only that Australians are asking us, but clearly when you read reports from Labor Party gatherings in relation to promote the voice, people are asking similar questions at Labor Party gatherings about this. The government needs to explain this to Australians if they expect people to vote for this in a referendum. In a letter to Prime Minister Anthony Albanese earlier this year, Opposition Leader Peter Dutton asked 15 questions of the proposed voice, including whether the government will confirm the the definition of Aboriginality to determine who can serve on the body. Asked if this question was insulting to Indigenous people, Mr Lisa says there are several definitions and the government needed to specify which one they would use for the voice. An announcement on the next steps for Australia's AUKUS agreement are expected to be announced soon with Prime Minister Anthony Albanese meeting US President Joe Biden and British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak in San Diego this afternoon. Australia's plans to acquire nuclear-powered submarines is expected to create about 20,000 jobs across the next three decades. Under the initial AUKUS deal announced in 2021, the United States and Britain have agreed to provide Australia with the technology and capability for nuclear-powered submarines. Retired Australian Defence Forces Major General Mick Ryan has told Sky News the announcement will be an important one. Well, it's a huge deal for the Navy. Uh, it ups the level of sophistication, uh, of the Royal Australian Navy orders of magnitude beyond where it is right now, to be frank. You know, this announcement by the Prime Minister in San Diego, Monday time, uh, US time will probably be one of the most consequential military announcements by an Australian Prime Minister in our history. In Queensland, the man who caused the police lockdown in Townsville has been found dead after a siege that lasted for almost 10 hours. Queensland police declared an emergency about 9 p.m. yesterday for an area of Kirwan, a western suburb of Townsville. The emergency declaration followed earlier reports a man armed with a gun was alone in a home in Elphinstone Drive. Residents within the exclusion zone were urged to stay inside their properties and lock their doors during the siege. The man fired several shots at police vehicles. Police entered the house shortly before 7 a.m. and found a 50-year-old man dead. The exclusion zone has been lifted. No further details were given. Environment Minister Tanya Plibersek says it's important for Australians to be informed before downloading social media apps like TikTok. It comes as the Minister of Home Affairs, Claire O'Neill, will look at how the Chinese-owned video sharing app could pose privacy, information and political concerns. More than 20 Australian government agencies have banned the social media app over security risks which follows the U.S. planning to ban the app from all government services. Ms. Blibersek says the investigations underway in TikTok is significant. Well, I think it's important that people know what they're letting themselves in for when they download apps onto their phone. And, you know, with most of these apps, if it's for free and it uh, seems too good to be true, it probably is too good to be true, you don't get anything for nothing these days. Uh, This is an important uh, inquiry that the uh, Home Affairs Minister, Claire O'Neill, has uh, instigated. Uh, It's important to know what you're letting yourself in for when when you're participating in social media in this way. And it's important that you know what your kids are um, downloading onto their phones as well. An economist says Australia's superannuation funds could be affected by the collapse of the Silicon Valley Bank in the United States. The bank was plunged into insolvency on Friday, stranding billions of dollars from companies and investors. The startup-focused lender, based in Santa Clara, was ranked as the 16th biggest lender in the U.S. at the end of last year, with about $109 billion in assets. The exact reason for the collapse is unclear, but it's likely the United States' central bank interest rate hikes, which had strained finances in the startup space, was a significant factor. The bank lost $1.8 billion on uh, government treasury bonds whose values sunk following the interest rate hikes. Dean of the Faculty of Business and Economics at Melbourne University, Professor Paul Kaufman, says none of the Australian banks are as concentrated as the tech-focused Silicon Valley Bank. He said the tech sector is primarily affected by the collapse, but this will create ramifications for individual finances. There is definitely a spillover effect into the economy, the global economy at large, in the sense that we're all invested in the tech sector. And banks like the Silicon Valley Bank are just a conduit of that. Mm-hmm. So that exposes us. Our superannuation funds would get a hit if the tech firms are doing poorly, uh, which, which they are at present. So that, that's the high level impact on customers uh, around the world. Hundreds of thousands of protesters have taken to the streets of Israel's major cities in opposition to controversial plans to reform the nation's judiciary. The demonstrations have been occurring for 10 weeks following the announcement of plans to curb the Supreme Court's powers, which critics see as a threat to judicial independence. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has defended the reforms and says the protests are designed to remove him from power is on trial in three corruption cases and denies all wrongdoing. Some protesters fear these judicial reforms threaten to undermine Israel's democracy. I'm here to demonstrate and to sound my voice against the dictatorship that they established here in the name of the so-called law, judicial reform. It's not a judicial reform. It's a revolution that's making Israel go to full dictatorship. And I want Israel to stay a democracy for my kids, for my grandson, it will be here because Israel is a democracy country and it must stay as one. The North Korean government claims it has conducted submarine-launched cruise missile tests. The tests are purported to have happened yesterday, just one day before American and South Korean militaries begin large-scale joint military drills that North Korea views as a rehearsal for invasion. The official Korean Central News Agency says the missile launches were meant to confirm the reliability of the weapons system. North Korea's weapons demonstrations this year include test launches of an intercontinental ballistic missile, missile, short-range missiles, and a purported long-range cruise missile system in recent weeks. North Korea has been pushing very hard for years to acquire the ability to fire nuclear-armed missiles from submarines that could potentially reach the United States mainland. Earlier Monday, South Korea's military said it had detected the launch from a submarine in waters near North Korea's eastern port city of Sinpo. Hillsong Church has reacted to the allegations made last week by Independent MP Andrew Wilkie by declaring it will commission an independent financial review. Mr Wilkie used parliamentary privilege to accuse the church of fraud, money laundering and tax evasion, showing documents he alleged prove that Hillsong's leaders used their church's money on luxury trips. The Charities and Not-for-Profits Commission announced on Friday that it would investigate Mr Wilkie's allegations. During their morning service yesterday, Hillsong Pastor Phil Dooley declared a third party will review its finances. There are thousands of documents that contain information that uh, I had no knowledge personally about, but I'll take full responsibility for how we do things going forward. We will be beginning this week a complete re-evaluation via an outside third party of our financial structure and systems. In New Zealand, Wallabies legend Kopi Kefu has detailed abuse he suffered at an Auckland boarding school as part of New Zealand's Royal Commission into Abusing Care. Kefu was born in Sydney to Tongan parents before moving to New Zealand as a child where he attended Wesley College in Auckland's south. The school is well known for producing sporting icons, including Jonah Lomu and Kefu himself, but the Royal Commission is also unmasking its legacy of bullying and violence. Kefu described regular hazings, including having to to stay awake through nights in boarding rooms or face beatings. Kefu, now 37, said abuse was rife when he attended two decades ago and talked about what he called military-style brutal beatings. And in sports, uh, Paralympic swimming legend Eddie Cole will lead the Australian team at this year's Trinbago Commonwealth Youth Games in the Caribbean next August. The 31-year-old was appointed general manager of the national team for the youth games, her first appointment to a team executive position. She retired from competition last year soon after after Birmingham, her third Commonwealth Games. Cole's career games hole was one silver and three bronze medals. In four Paralympics, she won 17 medals, including six gold, to become Australia's most decorated female Paralympian. And now having a look at the weather around the country. Brome, partly cloudy thirty one, Perth mostly sunny thirty, Adelaide much the same twenty six. Melbourne, partly cloudy twenty three, Hobart much the same also twenty three. Albury Wodonga sunny twenty-five. Canberra possible showers twenty-four. Wollongong showers twenty-three. Sydney also showers twenty-five. Newcastle much the same twenty-four. Brisbane showers thirty. Townsville sunny thirty-one. Cairns partly cloudy thirty-four. Alice Springs sunny thirty three. Darwin, mostly sunny, 32 degrees, and the Torres Strait Islands, a sunny day ahead and a top of 30 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.